Good afternoon, everyone. Here we are, Saturday afternoon, 21st of August, episode 40, 54, not 40, 54. We're running, rushing through the numbers now, past 50 uh, a few shows ago and up to number 54 now. So things are flying along. Um, sadly, we're still in lockdown and we're going to be for a while, given the idiocy that we just saw today in Melbourne. Um it's not going to help us, not going to help the story. Um, so what I want to start with is let's uh, kick off with the, some of the famous 54s that I've found. Not a bad little selection there. Uh, let's bring up Lovey. How are you, mate? Welcome back. Mate, how are you? I'm pretty good for a Saturday. Geez, there's a couple of decent 54s in there. I didn't mind the old Metcalf one the old, yes. uh, for the Seahawks. He's the best one a lot of them for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, seems, it seems to be it's going to be uh, one of those, as we get up higher and higher in the chain, it's going to be harder and harder to find some numbers. So, until we get to show 99, I think once we get past Gretzky, I don't think there's much more <laughs> we're going to have in store there. I think you're going to so, have to start. We're going to have to start working out. So what is – who? there'll be someone in the world that's worn 100, stupidly, something, right? Yeah. We might Eventually. be able to get a bit of local footy, I reckon. Someone might have yeah. worn 100. I'll, um, I already have a 55 in, in view for you for, for, next, for the next pod, mate. He's ex-NBA. I think you'll know who yeah. it is, but let's wait. Let's leave it. Perfect. I think we'll for now. But um, I hope you don't mind the backdrop, mate. Given the stupid protests that occurred this afternoon, and look, you get you get the theory. I understand the frustrations and all the rest of it. But you know, I'm getting jabbed next weekend uh, or the 31st, whenever that is. Um, look, I, I know, and we're all sick of this and not having patience and 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 losing it. And but the. Uh, yeah, that, 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 those protests help no one, right? Um, I'm I'm actually feeling pretty lucky. So I went for a four-hour walk this afternoon, or well, this morning over to the, this afternoon just for the sake of it. Um, yep. I pro- probably broke a couple of rules by being out four hours, but just kept walking. The day was good for it. Um, you know, I feel pretty good about that and... You, know, and you see in the backyard there, the old Australian backyard with the clothesline and the, and the lemon yeah, tree out there. I won't use the lemon tree during the podcast, I promise. But um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, I think it, I think it's um, you can you can you can make your fun times as much as it's a pain in the ass right now, as best you can. I know it's it's bloody tough, but um, you just got to keep plugging away and thinking up of different things, I suppose. Yeah, you sure sure do. Look, I I think it's fantastic, mate. You you've taken it. Taking the podcast outdoors into a good classic Aussie backyard, mate, with the the hills hoist in the background there. Um, looks like no one's done any washing because there's nothing on the line for a while. But uh, great to see a, a trampoline and a kid out there having fun, mate. It's great to see. Yeah. Oh, look, it's look. You just do what you can. You do what you yeah, can yeah. as best you can, and 
you know, hopefully people get vaccinated as soon as we can and we get out of this we get out of this uh, sort of crap. And just a shout out to Berkey who's enjoying the scenery too, mate. He's uh, <laughs> he's got yeah, a got busy a... he's got a very busy afternoon, mate. He's uh, re-stumping and redoing a whole deck around oh. a pool. So that's a tough exercise, but it makes for a ripping bonfire. Um, pulling all the old stuff out and setting it alight later. Well, the worst part is, mate, he's, he's got the weather for it to go back and do it again tomorrow too. So, bad luck, mate. Rest up and uh, slave labour again tomorrow on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we touched on 54 before as our show number, and here's a guy that's probably never made 50 in his life other than his age. Um, <laughs> let's bring up the great... The great Noddy, I think we're going to call him now. The Monty oh. Meanderer. There he is. Welcome Do you back, want the <laughs> You blokes. You blokes have got fucked. Considering we're in lockdown, the worst thing about lockdown is the amount of time it gives you blokes to come up with shit about me. That's all right, so mate. You um, you provide some good comic relief. You're the shit giving factory. A lot of people want to get out of lockdown for various reasons. You two don't because it just gives you time and space to work on your shite about me. Mate. Uh, we'll, always, we'll always warm up the crowd for you to deliver. You, 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 keep giving us the, you keep giving us the cheese and we'll keep on nibbling away, mate. That's all we're That's saying. That's fine, mate. But just if you want any input or um, help or tutoring about how to run a video or a photo when you go for a walk, don't feel ask free to, Well, mate. What was the go with your bald head? Mate, deliberately. Deliberately so. No, I, th- I thought I was looking at the egg. You know what? I'm trying to get us to the renewable industry too in the, in the energy space. Look at the head. It should should right. drive solar off the top of it, mate. It's, the, ultimate, mate they, the ultimate solar for sure. Yeah, it was fantastic mate. photography. If you, want to, if you want to advertise the egg industry as well, what better way to go about it? it was Daisy, Pierce want, Daisy Pierce wants a fried back, mate, whenever you're ready. Oh, I'll tell you Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit Whenever you're ready. Now, now you've stuffed yourself because I reckon yeah. Adam alone will come around your house and shoot you for saying you that might have, just... You might have just changed the uh, episode 55's guest. Sadly, it's not going to be Daisy Pierce yeah. anymore. Daisy is more, more than happy days to come and pick apart me like you blokes do. Now, just a quick number 54. Hold on. I hold on. The stuff. Do you honestly what? think she's going to come around now after that? Yeah. Daisy's... Daisy's <laughs> A big enough girl to stand up for herself and oh, take on a bit of contact with too, have you? Oh, yeah, good on you. Well, given the, the words. Um, given you missed the first five minutes of the show, cousin, we kind of held it and delayed it because you, <laughs> oh, yeah. you didn't have, Here we go. You didn't have uh, less than six hours' notice to get your computer set up. So welcome back anyway. But give us your uh, give us your 54, mate. Who you got? Well, mate, as a Melbourne supporter, you would know, or you should know, a bloke who started his career at the Demons in number 54. I left him out. Behave, absolutely. Behave, Brent Hoover. Epping's finest. Epping's finest. Now, well, second we finest. Get... That's the cut, though. So before we get <laughs> off the numbers, <laughs> before we get off the numbers, we had episode 53 last night. We did. Now, there was easily in the top three players of all time. Guess who wore 53 three times for their football club? Can we get a clue, mate? Oh, I just gave it to you. Regularly rated in the best three footballs of all time. Jeez, you stumped me on that one. Cuz Lee Matthews? Correct. Well done. 
correct. They lost Good his number bet. three jumper about 1972 in the club room somewhere. So they, uh, <laughs> the, the, the word was that they only had a 53 available for three weeks and they gave that to him. <laughs> oh, that's a great bit of trivia. Well, yeah, well that's, a, that's a good... As you said earlier, Lovey, that often happened back in the day when there wasn't jumpers all over the joint. They'd go, oh, I've ripped my jumper. And they go, there, mate, you're 58. No, I don't wear number 58. Or you can go nude if you like. Okay, I'll go 58. I'll go 58. Well, back then... So you remember back then, your jumpers, it probably took Grandma bloody two weeks to knit a new one together anyway for the footy club. So, so, you know. It, it was great, actually. Yeah, remembering back in that when a player came off with a blood rule or whatever, a rip jumper, he'd, he'd run out in a new number and uh, everyone's like, mate, who's this bloke? Who's 38? It's like, <laughs> yeah. who's 58? You know, it was always always generally a pretty high number. Um, yeah. I think Johnny, Johnny Platten was one of the highest numbers at 44 and – Obviously, Sean Wren stepped it up with 52. 52. Um, oh, hang on. Who else I, have we got I, higher than that, boys? Well, do we want to spoil one, one of them? For, do we want to spoil one for number 58 or not? Yeah, let, let us in. Okay. So, here we go. Can we use it? Got, can we, can we use using it again? Come on. <laughs> we're using it now. Bugger it. Spira Corkamilis, number 58. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what was the other jumper number Trevor Barker had besides number one? When he started, he would have been high. So mm-hmm. I'm are you assuming 58? Number 60. <laughs> Number 60. Number 60. And I, I, I'll give you another piece of trivia. I played in a grand final for Aquinas many, many years ago. Yep. Uh, and the two best players in our game both wore number 99. <laughs> It was just ridiculous. So our number 99 and their number 99 were rated the best two players in that grand final. Number Never seen it before in my life. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. A, a guy, a guy played DLR with me. Yeah. His number was 55 and he was, I think he would have played maybe four twos games in his my whole time there and played seniors yeah. when they were DLR up and about and 55. Would, I said, why is that? And he goes, just like it. Well, if, yeah, so when I started out playing footy, football at Ringwood, senior footy at Ringwood, you know, the 16-year-old little maggot, they just gone, oh, we'll give him number 55. Yeah, cool. So by round nine that year, ah, oh, we'll, we'll bump him up to number 50 because he's earned oh, he's, he's, he's earned respect. He's now got number 50. <laughs> I wore number 50 for the following two years after that. And I said, I said when I was nine, by the time I was 19, I, I, I said, oh, have I earned a bit more respect than number 50 now? They've gone, give us till halfway through the year, son. <laughs> number 46. <laughs> and then I finally got the number 12 not long after that. So it was pretty funny, though. I, I, I didn't mind the way that those, those jumpers progressed as you went up the chain. Yeah, they're very... Uh, Cuz, just a little touch on your background there, mate. Um, good to see you got the old Reggie Didge in the background, mate. Anything in it or...? <laughs> Yeah, what would you like for dinner, boys? Because I'm cooking tonight. Let's have a look what we've got. That's, it looks like a bar fridge, mate. Is it... Yeah. Is uh, it full of piss or? Oh. What's on the menu? Oh, what would you like? Oh, what would you like, boys? We've got I think it's time you on. went shopping, cuz. There's not much in there, mate. No, I shopped Thursday night. We've got our fridge, the main fridge, which is in the kitchen, which is over there. That's also got a little freeze in the, bots, in the bottom of it. So, so what's, that, what's the purpose it... of that fridge? Oh, when you've got four adults in the house, mate, and Jack eats you out of house at home, as does the youngest one. Jack or you? We, I know you've got no, worms. No, not me, mate. So... Not me. Yeah, I've got worms. Shh. Keep that quiet, though. <laughs> this, is good. This, is, this is good TV for the viewers. 
Incredibly disappointing. Um, there's not a cold Melbourne bitter in there, mate. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I got in trouble last night, so I just want to put the um, discretion thing up that I had a I shared an alcoholic beverage with my eldest son, and that got me a stern talking to by from you know who. Right. So he must be obeyed. Younger brother. Yeah, I wish I wish I had a younger brother, but that's another he, discussion. No, no, he's young. His younger brother gave you the third degree. Oh, no. Who do you reckon gave me the third degree? Yeah, well, you know, know your rules. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. I slipped up very poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Drink responsibly, cuz. So. Well, he, 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 drank it, he drank it very responsibly and very quickly. Well, just on that, I mean, guys, that, that's kind of how it worked, mate, back in the day. And why shouldn't you continue that tradition of. Uh-huh. Having a beer with his 17-year-old boy who's about Look, to turn 18. He's, surely he's ready for a beer with his dad. And he, he can probably hear me, but to, to his credit, um, he's never – he's always asked and been honest and upfront about it. I, I can't speak obviously your kids because I know they're all just about legal now, but he's never pushed the envelope. He's asked and said, I'm going to this party. Do you mind if I do this? And we've said – Probably not, but as long as you behave accordingly, we let it slide a little bit. That Hold obviously on. wasn't last night. No. No. <laughs> let's, let's be clear on Is that. Is him in the background? no party before they no sent party last night. Is <laughs> What's that him in the background, Glenn? Yeah, that's, yeah they're having, because um, we live in such a big house, mate, they're having a basketball tournament in the in the hallway. So he's not half cut. He's not yelling and he's already half no. cut again today. You haven't been irresponsible no. again? Okay. If we, did, if we did a podcast at about 1 o'clock in the morning, then you'll hear Jack yelling as he plays FIFA with his mates. Yeah. Or he's watching West Ham get done. Yeah. Well, he's pretty happy with their form at the moment. They were, they were 1-4-2 their first game, so yeah, you take yeah. that for what it's worth. Fair enough. Absolutely. All right. We, uh, we decided to jump on and have a little bit of a chat about our sport and what's going on. And obviously, we kicked off the, the finals round. Why not finals round? Last round of the season with... Uh, with a great game in the end after we got off. I'm sure you guys caught the last quarter. Well, hopefully you did because um, it was a great last quarter of footy. Cuz, thoughts? Oh, mate, speaking through the pocket a bit here, last of the big spinners, I took a multi. So took Port to win. Took 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 Pom, Tom Papley to kick two goals and took Hawthorne to beat Richmond. So I put up with a – put up that disclaimer, mate. Right. Pretty happy with yeah. the fucking draw, Richmond Hawthorne. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Now, Again, Jack. Yeah. now we have to gamble responsibly. We're drinking responsibly and gambling <laughs> responsibly. Jack, the wise man of the house, he goes, Dad, what do you punt on just the horses? Going to the multis. I said, well, there you go, mate. There's my two and a half grand. It's gone down the Google. He goes, responsible, oh, okay. responsible serving of alcohol, I think, should be the other warning there. <laughs> Can Aaron? you get the next warning up? Yeah, exactly. And you're worrying about, uh, you're worrying about you having discretion. a beer with them. You're teaching you're them the punt. You're discretion advised. Yeah, teaching them the punt. <laughs> In all honesty, I look. I actually rated the Bulldogs up until even up until last night. I've had a found a way to get over the line last night, but I, I think they could go out bang straight sets, especially if they're playing us, mate. Oh, look, and, and I'm not being arrogant about Essendon. Essendon, oh, so Sydney, no. Jetta no, lids off, mate. Brisbane's Brisbane's flogging West Coast right now. Get on, a, well, form's, get on the bombers. Form's form. Good form is good form. Like Essendon go in yeah. with no pressure. That's that's my only concern about your mob, As You've had a great year and been pretty consistent. 
but you probably nah. need. Yeah, I, I reckon I'll, I'll pull out. You maybe need a loss on Cuz, Aaron. Uh, Cuz, I'll politely disagree with you on the Melbourne aspect. I think Melbourne are they're rock solid. I think they're a pretty solid yeah. unit. I think I would back them before Geelong in a final right now. Um, yep. I suspect after last night you found a new joint premiership favourite because of the fact they get two home finals. Mm. Um, but if there's, I tell you what, the, the, the bigger threats are coming from sixth, seventh, and eighth for the first time in a long time, if oh, ever, yep. in this top eight system. And I think, I think teams, sixth, seventh, and eighth, the sixth, seventh, and eighth teams right now have got far greater form than three of the top five right now, as we speak. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. That's a good call. Look, And if you're going to get upset, that, this is it. Watching that game last night, look, I watched the first half again. Obviously, we were doing the poly last night. And by the way, as great show last night. Well organised, mm. mate. They were fantastic. Yeah, you did well, mate. Had on. Um, watching that game last night, like you, obviously, I watch Port if they're on TV or they're playing the Bombers or whatever, but a couple of blokes last night who, geez, they Ollie Wines is a star, and just watching him, just a star, and the other bloke, for a bloke who's, I think, probably 32, Travis Boke, two of the goals he kicked last night were just classic, I'm the captain, jump on my back, boys, and I'll get you through. Yeah, the moment no, he's not the that- captain. Yeah, Isn't, exactly. Oh, that Jonas is the captain. Sorry, it was, yeah. was captain. But was I mean, captain. he's one of those guys that been captain for a long time, relieved the pressure, yeah. and now he's just playing unbelievable footy. Still, I mean, that goal from the boundary line with a set shot. I know it gets done all the time, but you still got to execute it. And yeah. timing of the game. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, as a Melbourne supporter, I'm worried about Port for sure. I mean, there. If we if we have to play him over there, which. You you never know where that how that where and how that's going to happen these days. Um, this is probably one year that it, the games could be anywhere. Let's face it. Um, I'll tell Adelaide's you what, mate. You know what? You beat, you beat Geelong tonight. You don't play Port Adelaide till the grand final at wherever yeah. they're going to play that grand final. Yep. And, and I'd almost with it, not putting pressure on you as a Mel. I'd almost like Lovey said I'd back you in that. If you don't have to yep. play them to the grand final, I think. The way your systems are in place now, you could probably beat them. Yep. The thing I the thing I love about next week will be that Sydney will have to play GWS, so one of those clown teams will be out anyway from up <laughs> north. So that's good. That's one down. Yeah. And look, the other thing too, a big factor, and we all know we we know and watch and love sport ourselves. Doesn't matter what sport is. A lot of the sides that have been the sort of second, third, or fourth pick in the market in terms of favouritism for the flag, are getting injuries to key players. Yeah. Like Bruce for the Doggies, whether you like him as a bloke or a player or not, he's a two-goal-a-game man. Stewart for Geelong, that means that that's, that's their um, sort of third-up defender. He's injured. The one that I was interested in, and I'd like to get your boys' views on it, What's your, what are your thoughts on... Dixon's lack of ability to kick a goal last night looked like getting involved. And how big is the Georgiatis injury going to hurt him? I think I think the Georgiatis injuries hurts them because yep. that's why that's probably why Dixon's not getting so many shots on, and that's probably yep. why he no longer has to be the big banana. Yep. Um, I think 
the only thing that'll hurt, hurt Port kicking a score next week is absolutely if Georgiades is out. That does put a lot of two versus one pressure onto um, Big Charlie. Tell you what, there was one there was one contest late in the game last night where Charlie, for the first time I'd seen in a long time, charged through that pack, and I thought he was going to legitimately kill someone. But that's what they need, and that's what they want, and that's what he should be doing. He should be banging through that pack. If if I'm six foot six, and I weigh one hundred and ten, and I'm and I've got a twenty meter run up. If I'm not causing carnage, well, I'm actually not doing my job as a key forward. Yeah. That's on. never changed over all the decades. Yeah, so I think that's be, a great, great point. Be um, strong, I mean, be hard, and lead. They'll be all right. You know what? Because they've got some of the best small, small to medium forwards and, going around, and smart anyway. small forwards too. Yeah, he just needs to be a contestant. He just needs to contest, contest, contest. Charlie next week, if George Yardy's out, that's fine. Everyone yeah. knows where the ball's going. Yeah, I think it's um. Look, it's not ideal for Port. You you want your players in absolute cherry, cherry form, you know, um, re- ready to go into that final. But I, I, if anything, I, I think it's maybe even a little bit comforting that they still got over the line without real any real impact from Charlie. But what he did with a little bit of frustration was do exactly what a big forward's supposed to do and crunch a pack and get the other blokes in the game. Yeah. And that's exactly what we've seen with Ben Brown and how he's got form was just create the contest, mate. Get the contest, let the little blokes do the work, and now he started clunking a few marks. So, so, so um, all, all the good, he's had all a bit good, of confidence. Yeah, all the good teams in form right now have got one of those things, right? So we've had Pete, we've had Peter Wright stand up the last three weeks. He's crashing packs, packs clunking marks, yep. doing the right thing. GWS Himmelberg has just been absolutely yep. amazing in the last month. Um, Buddy's back, but he's actually hitting yep. packs a lot more than what he ever used to. Um, and then you look at Port. Port obviously with Dixon, but you know Melbourne have got big Charlie, uh, big uh, big Benny Brown floating around. Geelong got Tomahawk all the time. If those guys are in form, you more often than not win games of football. And as and the, the Ben Burn thing, as Goodwin said probably five or six weeks ago when he sort of first came in, if someone said to you the way he was in form, oh, is he going to be okay? He's come back from a knee, whatever. It was like a horse first start, second start after a spell. Each game, as you said, as he made a contest, provide an option, often take a marks up on the wing. With a bloke like Jackson, who's been an amazing and he's probably one of the shortest price favourites for the um, rising star, it's allowed him to do his thing. And as, as these big blokes make a contest, as you said, for Melbourne, you've got blokes like Petrarca and Oliver is on boards, and you've got your small forwards, like um, Cosie Pickett and those sort of guys, Doing fantastic jobs. Mm. We're really good at keeping it in. And, and and I'm with you, Lovey. I think the old asterisks back in the day, oh, you can't win it from sixth, seventh, eighth. I, I reckon the six I reckon you this can. You can. I, only because only because or, or maybe not win it, but I think you can go deeper than what people think you can. Mm. Because once you win one and the way it's gonna be with games and where they're played. And you're going to play a fair few finals if you're playing the right sides. I think it's going to be a good thing because obviously with finals, a few finals possibly being played in WA, the way it's looking now, there's not going to be many WA or no WA teams in it. Yeah, which is great because they're a shit state. Hey, um, shout out sorry. to our friend Mark McGowan. He's coming in episode fifty-six. 
I do not want little Napoleon jumping on our bloody podcast. He's another one of those whackers that can piss off. What, what chance they succeed, you reckon? <laughs> WA, just, just cut themselves off and just float cut away. Cut it off. <laughs> Give them the buzzsaw. Cut it off. Just hey, on that, though, um, they're not both completely out, though, are they? No. So the, if the Eagles win today, they yep. leapfrog Essendon and GWS into the eight tonight. Yep. They've got a low percentage. Yep, low but they'll go above. They go above both GWS and Essendon. Correct. Frio, if they win, go above both GWS and Essendon, but stay below West Coast. I think on percentage. So they they are realistically at both a chance to actually make the eight. They still are, right, as it stands right yeah, now. They still are. Frio is more realistic because they're playing St Kilda rather than. I suspect Brisbane should torch West Coast after half time, but yep. Um, I haven't I haven't got access to the current score. I imagine West Coast are hanging in, but I'll um, give it to you, mate. Give me yeah, 11, 11 points, eleven points up the Lions. Yeah, eighteen minute mark. Seven, eight, it's, seven, yeah, it's absolutely seven, eight, it's not yeah. absolutely lay down, is there? It's 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 a case of you know we need results still to go our way a little bit as an Essendon yeah. supporter. Absolutely. But but that said, the good thing about with our percentage, Lovey, as you as you touched on earlier. I like the fact we control our own destiny. Well, we yeah, play, just we win. win. We Don't win. Care. Just win. Yeah, just yeah, win. Just win. Formula. Yeah. Do, do we give? Do we give any? I'm not sure your thoughts on milestone games. Do we give Carlton any chance of beating GWS? No. None. Um, on that note, then I, I there's we always hate retirement, so, but I want to give. Um, yeah, I always think it's nice to see Ashbury, Burgoyne and Betts. They're just three call-out players that always love watching them. Yep. You know, so it's crappy time of year, uh, yep. you know, <laughs> for retirements and all the rest of it. But they're three absolute guns of our game that, you know, it's great. They've been great for their own football clubs and good for the game. And, yeah, I think uh, – is there any more? Are there any more? Hooker. Hooker. Yeah, hooks. He's, yeah, he's called it. Hasn't he? it, 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 it look, look. Obviously, hand on heart as an Essendon supporter. Look, we all know what went on with the with the, the drug scandal. But he was the first bloke to sign on after that. Could have got good coin going back home to WA, either with Freo West Coast and other teams as well. I thought he's an amazing law bloke. And the other guy who I thought bit of a journeyman in the end, played a couple of clubs. Bit of a board magnet was Tommy Rock Rockcliffe, who played down yep. Brisbane and Port. Just a just a ball magnet, probably played. One of those. He was an games. absolute absolute ball pig. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Like he's actually a Benalla boy. Like obviously Jody being from Benalla. Did you hear what he said when he got up and spoke before the group? He goes, "Well, boys, not much has changed really. Been in the system for about thirteen years. I came here as a fat boy from Benalla, and I'll probably go back <laughs> as a fat boy from <laughs> which is which I thought was absolutely fantastic." Yeah. Sure is. Um, yeah. Just a quick couple of shout-outs here. I want to mention uh, probably one of the greatest Burks, Sarah Burke. Yes, Sarah uh, Burke. Who's obviously very excited that we're chatting sport, so sport. I think she's she's tuned straight off. Uh, obviously, she loves her, <laughs> loves her music and um, sadly says they can't all be music shows, so we did this. We didn't, didn't are changing this up and, and doing a Saturday sports Put show. Put a disclaimer up. Aaron? There's definitely <laughs> there's definitely a couple here that I want to chat. Obviously, Dave Cosmo's a little bit more confident in his bombers. Um, we just think West Coast <laughs> and Freo are making up the numbers. 
And he's only got one. He's only got one job to do, Dave Cosma. Get to the fish and chip shop and just find the jar of pickled onions, mate. Don't well, be worried about this. Just on the pickled onion debate and that discussion, I do have to bring this one up, Dave has really gone out on a limb here. And I know we not, probably none of us have given Carlton a chance. Let's be realistic, right? Dave's thrown up the challenge that if Carlton beat GWS, <laughs> he's on the onions. So the pickled oh, onion no. discussion continues. And Lovey, it could be a it could be a group sitting. Um, Mate, the I'll tell you onions. what, we'll have to do it like Lady in the Tramp if that's the case. If he has to eat six pickled onions, we'll do it like Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> oh mate. It'll be very arm and arm. Just arm and arm, you know. Meet at the middle. It'll be great. So, just, looking forward I to can, that one. Yeah. I can just say it now. When I next speak of the jeweler. How you going, Daddy goes. I was watching the news the other night and I saw I saw Lovey on there with another bloke eating pickled onions. <laughs> and they're getting locked up by the police. I don't no nah, nothing about it. Dad. I don't know don't know what you're talking about. So nothing to do with lockdown rules, it was just carnal knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, just to highlight that game, 7.40 tonight. We're going to have to tune in now. I'm going to have to have the other screen running during <laughs> oh, Melbourne yeah. and the Cats. Is uh, Carlton oh, up against the Giants. No. And the Giants are sitting at $1.29 and Carlton 363 So bet responsibly on that one. But the Blues, I've never barracked harder for the Blues tonight, let me tell you. So look out. So, uh, look I out. must admit, yeah. because he, he has given you a bit of, a bit of lip lovey, so it would be a bit of karma that he that Eddie Betts and the Blues found a way to get up. It would be, but I tell you what, Hawthorne weren't uh, fair cop. Hawthorne weren't stinking it up too much when they played the Dogs last week. The odds were about the same for the game, but the, the, I, I still thought 15th place Hawks. Yeah, they should get beaten. Carlton, given they're sitting 13th, they're the stinkiest 13th club I've seen in a long, long time. If you if you're getting done by 95 points for one of your best best of all times, 300, Eddie's playing his 350th tonight. What are they get done by 145 points or what's going on? They're just an absolute, they're an absolute laughing stock. That mob. The only the only the only the only club that I find really funny at the moment is the one that's that's now in court trying to work out who their bloody members are. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. What's going terrible on there? That, 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 that can... Who cares? A... Who cares, Cars? They're a crap oh. club. No, no, they're done. It's hilarious. I, don't, I, I think if, it. you, if you're barracked for Collingwood, you're generally concerned right now. But if you don't, everyone you loves love this. Everyone <laughs> loves this situation, right? Well, how, how good on footy classified on Wednesday night when you've got Ed, Eddie everywhere hosting the show, to his rights, possibly the next Carlton coach, depends who you listen to. Talk about Caro. So, Ross, what about Ross Lyons' comment? He goes, Grub. Um, he is a grub. Did you hear what he said about Collingwood, though? He goes, Oh, look, mm. with all, as soon as someone says with all respect, that means you've got no respect, by the way. Yep. <laughs> he goes, With all respect, Collingwood's probably not the place I'd want to be at the moment. That's basically, and I've paraphrased a bit, that's basically what he said. Well, Eddie's jaw hit the table when he said that. Well, yep. I think that's because he didn't make the cut. Yeah. Rossi, I think he's, he's signing at Carlton. From all reports, so let's see how that I, one rolls I, out. I tell you what, the way that Ross Lyon handled himself on Wednesday night regarding Carlton was just disgusting. Well, and he, he, he Mark he Harvey, plus... Mark Harvey still got stabbing wounds in the back of his <laughs> back of his rear. They're still showing. Yeah. And just so, probably, you know, speaking of the great Mark Harvey, did you watch him on the front row on Wednesday night? I did. <laughs> I watched snippets. Jody was snippets. telling me that Jody said. 
back in the day, she had, the, had a poster of Mark up on the wall and she goes, I just wanted to be that girl on the other side of the petition. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Jeeves, I wish she had told me that, but I'll keep that in the pocket. How yes. good, how good was his hair? And I'm saying that with tongue firmly for the majority of his footy career. I can't. Just the mop. I can't. It looked like a mop of yours back in the day, cuz bright red and um, a little long, a little bit of length at the back. And but anyway, let's move on to the hair jokes. No hair hair jokes happening right now. So um, let's run with uh, (laughs) just a quick, quick shout out to uh, to Eddie (laughs) Betts as well. I mean, you couldn't get a bigger superstar, could you? Really? I mean, let's think about where Eddie's been um, and what he's done. It's just an incredible career. So yeah, absolutely. um, the other yeah, boy, actually, it, the other one I want to call out too is Basher Hooley. Yeah, brilliant. yes, brilliant. On that is uh, is yep. another one that's done incredible things for our game, and um, we talk about multiculturalism. Indigenous is one thing, but he's just been an incredible asset to the league. And I saw some photos of him when he was recruited as a kid, and God, hasn't he grown just as an amazing man and mentor? And he's just going to be brilliant for for life after footy. And I, I hope uh, we. You know, we we get a lot more kids come through the system because of Bashel Hawley, mm. and he's he's uh, he's got a um, academy as well that he's running, uh, and there's going to be more kids come through this system. So can't yep. wait for it. Could could Bashel go again somewhere? No. Because he doesn't want in an to. interview. He, in, no. in an interview. In an interview. On you wouldn't entertain him as a football club. You wouldn't entertain him a week him. ago. He said, "I've got plenty in me, and I could go yep. again." Well, there's probably He's a few that could realistically. There's probably himself. a few, probably a few that could realistically play another season. Eddie Betts is one. Uh, uh, Sean Burgess is another one. He could still play one more year somewhere. No, they're not going to. I know that, but yeah. neither's Basher Hawley. No, so let's be think, honest. Right? No, I don't think. I don't think they could last the rigors of another football season myself. I don't yeah. see yeah. it. And just on that, another player retiring, David Asprey um, from Richmond, triple premiership player. At the end of the day, he goes down as that. Um, was one of those just journey players. He wasn't an absolute standout, but just played his role, did his role after Rance um, went and took off. Um, yeah, well, he'd have, another, another shout out to him. Well, he'd have two Norm Smith medals if Dustin Martin wasn't so dominant. Yeah. Yep. Who's that, Asprey or Basher? Asprey. That's how good he was. Well, I reckon Basher came second in the votes for both of them. Yeah, so yeah. Basher, yeah, Basher for one of them, Asprey for the yeah. other two. Yeah, yeah, I think Basher surely was very close on a couple of those. But some good news this year is uh, done and dusted. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. It's tiger Mick, time. Mick will be happy. He doesn't have to do anything to his hair this year. So he won't, he's another clown that's made some outrageous bets over the time supporting his he, beloved he's, tiger. He's never pitch. eaten six pickled onions. Hey, um, no, you're right. You're but, right. But one of our good friends, Eddie Zammett. Oh, can we get I him on? I dare him. Now, I dare him to make a T-shirt with that exact cartoon that was up 30 seconds ago. Yes. And distribute it. Oh, I'm yes. happy to pay. I'll be happy to pay 50 bucks for one of those T-shirts right there. Right in his skyrocket. Don't care. I'll pay it. Done and I'll wear it and wear it and wear it. Maybe that should be their motto for next year. Who What's knows? That? Wear Done it. Done and dusted. The Tigers. Oh, yeah. They're on the rebuild now. Let's see how quickly they can. Uh, just another another shout out we got is yep. the great Silk, Shawnee yeah. Burgoyne. I know we just probably touched on him before, but 
I mean, I just want to play this little clip because right down to the last minute of the game, he was still impactful. So let's just watch this. Coaching career for now, Ed. For now. <laughs> as a hawk. As a hawk. So the umpire's taking two seconds off the clock with the bounce. Anyway, away we go again. In dispute. A good sip of the drink there, Aaron. Free kick to oh, us. Oh, here we go. 24 seconds. 22. No time on. Play on as Arts goes long up towards full forward. The Flyers come from everywhere. Revolt from behind. Off the hands of the pack. Here we go. Oh. Graham got hit. Lynch twisting and turning. He's got the ball. Off the ground. It's a goal. It's a goal. You're not going to believe this. It's a goal. Oh, Sean Berger on his touch. And... Let's have a look at this. It's going to be a draw. If he's kicked this, it's a goal. Umpire David Roden says, let's go. Oh, it's a goal! It's a goal! Look at Review that. underway. Off the pack. Rewalt. Jack Revolt has just got his boot on it. Didn't touch stack. That's all clear. And Sean Burgoyne touches the ball when it is over the line. We're going to have a draw. Can you believe it? Richmond have kicked the last Review five complete. goals. Looking at this angle, we can see the ball was a legal kick and has been touched before after crossing the back of the goal line. Decision on the scoreboard. Oh, that is unbelievable. Decision on the scoreboard. Everyone at home can hear it. Scores are level at the MCG. <laughs> it's a goal to Jack Revolt. Richmond have kicked five goals since the 21-minute mark of this final term. And scores are level. 12-11-83 apiece. Jack's kicked the last... Obviously, that's where it ended up uh, with a draw. Incredible. That is, incredible that is dead set bullshlarking. Can you imagine? Can you imagine after 407 games, that is literally your last act in your career as a footballer? <laughs> yes, he did. He did everything he could, mate. He did everything he could, but it just oh, didn't get it over the line. Good to see that in that vision, another insipid effort by the ex Gold Coast forward. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Money well spent, Todd's beautiful. Got him two flags. Oh, just, He's got two oh, danglies around his neck, mate. Sure so has. Has Mar- yep. So has Mario Bortolotto, mate. Guess what? Without <laughs> Lynch, they don't win the premierships. Simple as that. Mm, very true. No- I reckon true. You reckon? I reckon yep. number four has a, number four's had a fair bit to do with the last two flags they've won. He didn't kick, he didn't kick an extra 42 goals on average those two seasons, mate. So shut up. No yeah. go. So, so the Geelong game, the Geelong grand final last year. What was the discerning factor in them winning the game last year, the grand final? That's all right. That's, that's when that's, that's when premierships that's two, are won. That's, that's a two-hour window who, of football where anyone can win it. Cars, you got to go the whole year, mate. Who's kicking? Who's mate. kicking all those goals and presenting like who and Lynch did? If they didn't have Lynch, they don't play finals football. They don't play a grand final. It's that simple. It is that no. simple. And you look at the different. way they structure up. You need Tom Lynch in that team. He doesn't have to kick four or five a game. Kicks his one or two. Presents, yeah. presents, presents. We just had the discussion before, mate. Yeah. You got a good key exactly forward to present. No, but yeah, he, how he presents as to how, say, a Buddy presents as to how even a Dixon presents, even as to how a two meter Peter presents. Hold on, Lynch you put Frank, at times. You put Franklin and Lynch in the same conversation. Now. No, I'm just saying as a, as a big forward, as a as a tall forward. Yeah. I think at times oh. he, he is he is very reliant on the delivery. I don't think you win in this one, Cuz. 
Oh, it's not a win thing. It's a it's an opinion. So it's not a right or wrong answer. Yeah, it's I an know. Opinion thing. I know. Yeah. I know. Right. Let's just touch on the Swans because I think a lot of people have just totally ruled them out. But they obviously just dismantled the Suns, which is no big deal. But they still got to he still smacked them by nearly a hundred today, and the Swans are now sitting fifth. But he's come into form. I'm not sure how many he kicked today. Uh, you can't write off Rusty's Swannies. No, you can't. And if they, if they play Geelong and Geelong, which Geelong want that to happen, yep, Sydney would almost be happier than that than Geelong. <laughs> They've probably got one of the best records against Geelong in Geelong. Have that conversation with yourself three times really, really quickly, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very confusing. But they actually have. Um, Again, when they had that game, their home game recently against, was it West Coast? Who we, we all know, they, they're not the best travellers yeah, yeah. yeah. when they're up and about. But Sydney have actually got a pretty good record. But look, that said, I'm not saying he's the best player in the comp. He's a developing footballer. But I think I think they'll miss the Lizard a bit. Blakey's been been quite good and quite um, a drive off half back for them. And I'm not saying he's won them games, but he's he's actually scored in games as an attacking half backer as well. But look, so if, yeah, they're they're fifth, if they're sitting I've, fifth, who do they play next week? No, so they'll end up sixth, I think. If Brisbane, so if Brisbane, if Brisbane, Brisbane win, win yep. the yep. Dogs will drop to fifth, and the Swans will go back to sixth, and the, the Lions will go to fourth. Right, so. That means the Swans would play GWS. Now, if GWS give Carlton a bit of a hiding tonight, yep. who wins next week, Swans or GWS? Well, it's going to be a great game, isn't it? Battle of the Battle of the Bridge. Um, bridge. Without the bridge. Yeah, with no bridge. <laughs> Battle of no bridge now. Um, can, can, can you get somebody to bring in like a sort of a plug to scene or a fa- just a fake yeah. one in the background? Just I'd an inflatable one. For sure. mm. I'd take the Swannies for sure there. Mm. Yeah, fair I mean, call. they're not. They're not certainties, as we know. I think it's a pretty level game, and I think it's an absolute great first week of the finals. Um, yeah. That's exactly what the AFL would want. So uh, who knows? Who knows how that's going to roll out? But what about uh, – let's move on to the Bombers. The Bombers, Collingwood. Are Collingwood any chance to upset the Bombers? I know yes, you're because, not real confident. Yes, oh, yes because of the game it is. Yep. Yeah. Every bloody – time I recall Essendon Collingwood ever since I was a kid through to now I have never ever gone into a game against Collingwood thinking we'll smash them or that we'll win I've felt I've always felt like oh we should win because you know form's good but every time that we play and it's the same and uh, Aaron you're probably a bit out of this a little bit with with the with the whole trinity the old Holy Trinity, every time Carlton Collingwood, Collingwood, Essendon, Essendon, Carlton, you always used to play each other. These games are always pretty close normally. Um, Essendon, Collingwood, yeah, it, it'll be tough. But I think, look, on form and with Collingwood's team going out there tomorrow with a bunch of young fellas, young kids, um, if we're fair and we win this by six goals. But, <laughs> you know, pressure's a funny thing, especially – Especially if the Eagles get up and even a Freo. If both those teams get up, then look out. We're going to have to be absolutely on it because Collingwood will love nothing more than to completely ruin our fairy tale this year. And it's a fairy tale for us because we weren't expected yep. to win more than five games. Yep. The fact you're now in the box seat to seal your own finals berth, it's great. 
Collingwood would, would love nothing more than to destroy that. I'd well, love it Kaz, nothing more. Kaz wasn't real keen on playing finals. He didn't want. I don't think he wanted to. Was that right? No, Kaz? that's right. No, 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 that no, look, no. Look, I remember that comment. Look, what I said was. We made that. I, I said we. I made that comment before we beat the Western Bulldogs, so we beat them well, and then we beat up a side that we should have beaten up in the in, in um the Gold Coast. So I didn't say that we shouldn't have made finals. That we didn't want to make finals. I didn't want to make finals and make up the numbers. As we said at the start of the potty today, I think we're hitting finals with a bit of form. On the Collingwood thing, though, like you, Lovey, I'm never confident playing Collingwood. But I'll, I'll disagree with you in terms of if West Coast do win and Frio find a way to win, I actually think this year in most games, apart from maybe when Port got us when we lost a few injuries early on and Geelong gave us a bit of a hiding in the last sort of five, ten minutes, of which we did as well in the last five, ten minutes, we've actually handled pressure pretty well this year. That includes... Of the expectations. That includes one point losses to Carlton and Hawthorne too, mate. Uh, look, my, my yeah, um, look, Hawthorne was round one, and when the Carlton beat us, no, whenever. The, yeah, early the, on, the thing is, the thing is for me, whenever, whenever a team, and I, I, I absolutely hated what Matty Lloyd said three weeks ago about, look, I don't, uh, when he said he prefer us and not make finals because it's not their time. That is the biggest load of shit. He's come from a winning culture mm. when he was playing football. Now, for him to come out and say something like that, I think was just absolutely it just it just fell into this whole oh the cycle's gotta work, you've got to get ready for when your time's come. It's a bit that's a load of shit. If you're good enough to play finals, you play finals. Yeah. That's what mm. sport is, that's what competition is. If you're good enough, you aim for it, you get in there and you have a crack at it. And you know what? If we lose first week again, sure, all the all the bullshit comes to us, it's another three hundred and sixty five days for a final. I get all that. But you got to you got to have the experience. You got to be able to get those kids in there and playing a finals game before, rather than going. I oh, will just pick and choose when we think it's our time. There's no such thing. Look at Melbourne. Melbourne would love to have played finals for ad finitum the last fifty odd years since they've won a flag. They've never yeah. picked and choose. No one gets the right to pick and choose when they think they're right for finals. Just play it. Just get in there and play it. See yeah. what happens. Anything can happen, and I think it's yep. great. It's great experience, and speaking of experience, to get a young Collingwood list effectively almost playing their finals version tomorrow, um, anything could happen against the Bombers, let's face it. There's Collingwood players there that are playing for their careers right now with a new yep. potential new coach. Pendles. There's a lot on the line for Collingwood. Who retires from Collingwood, you reckon? Oh, obviously, I only know Chris Main at the moment. Main, but, Main, there'd, but there'd I reckon the others. Jeremy no, Howard has to be a chance. No, I, and I'm not saying it only because oh, the reason I was going to say it, not because he's not a good player, but just the body. He's missed a fair bit of no, work over. Okay. I think because Levi... it's such a young team, they've barely got anyone retiring. Yeah. Mm. Levi Greenwood obviously retired during the yep. year, um, a couple of months yep. ago. Um, what's your thoughts, Mason Cox? Where do they go here? Gone. Gone. It's been a lot of teams. Been a lot of teams that have waited waited too long to do the trade, and I think they might have missed him by a year. They should have should have offloaded him a year ago, um, and sadly his currency's dropped um, hugely now. So, but you, you, you we're going to hear it's like he doesn't get any shorter. So, is there another club 
who would be your ideal club now that could could utilise him? So who's in the Premiership window needing a key forward for depth? Well, that's the question. Do you, is that where you play him? Where where do you play him? I know he's supposed he's he's obviously lit can't up that Ruck. final, lit up the final so, as a as a key forward. Um, can't play Ruck. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not going to play Ruck for sure. But he's is there the is forward. there another? We've seen coaches rebuild blokes and throw them back. You just don't know. So he's not playing back. Yeah. Who's no. um okay? So talk of the premiership window. So let's go with say the current eight, and you might put say Freo. Did Melbourne needing St Kilda into that. Does Melbourne needing? Well, who's he going to game ahead of? Yeah. Is Geelong needing? Geelong are one of those teams that just utilizes guys beautifully. So, um, other than Do they need probably him? Higgins that they brought in, but. Yeah. They haven't. Uh, he, he probably really hasn't had his chance, to be honest. But uh, and they are. Could they do with another big guy? You know who could, and particularly if they think Tim English isn't quite up the the physicality just yet. It's um, dogs. Yep. Well, I'd throw in GWS in a discussion. Mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, as a as a drop back forward, sometimes how long's how long can he hang around? Um, that young bloke, that young bloke for them looks alright though for Jetta West. Is it Briggs or Biggs or something like that? Or you yeah, got Ricardi? You just got Ricardi as young guys, yeah. You know, just as young guys, Melbourne has been one of the ultimate clubs that just decimates young guys and just pushes them too early. <laughs> um, but in saying that, we've had two or three of those guys that have gone and become premiership players at other mm. clubs, especially as ruckman, because we just haven't persisted long enough. I think Max Gorn's been our longest serving. Um, Stay around, big big ruckman. Now that it's that's well, Mel- half the reason he hung around was two Ricos, so I think they owed it to him. But the reason why Melbourne are doing good with their list now because they've shown some patience for a change. They start, they're just showing a lot more patience. I mean, if if it wasn't for the patience, you were you you already would have turfed a Vandenberg at the door as well. Yep. But he's he's a, he's a bloody good footballer. He's just been unlucky with a bit of injury. So yeah, he, he could be a, he could be a star for you still. You've been patient with him. It's been really good. Petrarca, let's be honest, I think you had to have some patience with Petrarca too. Yep. Um, you know, he's been in the system eight years. This is his eighth season, isn't it? And yeah. this is probably yeah. his second or third season where he's been an absolute star. So they yep. take time, mate. And, you know, yeah, they do. Clubs that are just looking for the whole, almost a quick fix. I mean, Geelong do it really well, but too many clubs don't do it well enough. Um yep. You know, I think SNS will, will show some patience over the years. I mean, they've already they've signed up all these young blokes to play another two or three years with them. So, yeah, I think great signs, great signs. Yeah, and they're, you've got, they're, they're you got a young coach, as Dave's saying, de- just dare to dream, boys. Get get behind him. I know, Lovey, you're a little bit more upbeat. Cuz is three quarters <laughs> oh, no. glass empty. Half full on the mat already. And the quarter mate, that's the, left on. is sour milk. Mate, yeah, I'm yeah. the most biased and passionate Essence supporter there is, and I'm, I'm wrapped well, around about this. Love, mate. Give him a bit oh, of love, mate. Give him a bit of love. Mate, I do. I give him plenty just, of love. You stuck it into um, one of your your, your heroes, Lloydie, um, for giving him nothing. No, I and didn't. Him he no, stuck it in. He stuck it into Lloydie. Well, I didn't stuck it into Lloydie. Oh, I, I didn't stick it well, into okay. Lloydie. I'll, 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 I'll retract that one. Then I'll give you that one, cuz. But well, I and Lloydie, one thing, mate. You just you just got to be up and about for him. Who doesn't Lordy want to sneak into a comment, final and play a final? Yeah, Lordy made the comment the week before they beat the doggies. Now their form yeah. up to there wasn't bad, but they lost. They 
He made it on the on the the Wednesday night before they played the doggies. Doesn't matter. Take it yeah. on. Fuck it. Take it on. Yeah. Yep. And speaking of taking it on, um, I mean, look at the demons. We we haven't really talked to him that much about the demons. Let's be honest. I, I've kind of sat there in the background, just letting a few <laughs> things happen at the moment, and I've I've still got the lid very jammed shut. But as you know, cousin, I've mentioned it to you a few times. I just want to win the one final, and yep. then we'll we'll start to believe a little bit more. Um, that that first final is going to be so critical for us because there's there's obviously nervous boys there, nervous history. Um, we just got to get that first game over the line. I think a direct path into the prelim final would be best for you. So I think you get yeah. that. You win tonight. Uh, you beat a really good team tonight. Yep. Then whoever you play the following week in your first week, you win there. Geez, you got to be you got to be feeling pretty good about yourselves by having a home prelim final after that. Like you, you would just have to feel like, you know what this this, this has got to be a real good way because having to punish yourself through a second week final to get to a prelim, that's what you did back in 2018 and it, it killed you by the time you got to the West Coast. So take the shortest route possible and I reckon the D's can do it. I'm on them. Yep. Yep. I'm on them. A bit em. more mature now. Um, bit more, a few more games in those legs. Um, obviously, you know, you get those players up around the 100 mark and 100 plus. That's a, that's a kind of sweet spot where some of those young blokes start really kicking in. Um, but I, I've just been so proud of the really young guys that it's first and second season. Um, and that's, you know, they can be your little surprise packets, but they've been good and consistent over time. Um, well, Rivers so, has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He's been awesome. Yep, there's been yeah, a few in, in that phase. I mean, Luke Jackson, just what an incredible kid. Everyone had cut their right hand off for him mm. right now. And, um yeah, obviously, right up there with with the King. Well, brothers. who's the other? Who's that other key defender that's coming after? Um, what's his name? Escapes me. Che- oh, um, Tyson Petty. Yeah, yeah. I think I yep. think of the Orchard Petty's. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Petty's been an absolute jet too. He's been really good. Yep. Oh, it's getting dark, Eddie. Yeah. And the other thing, that, even, the other um, thing you've just, done as just well. One more player. One more yeah. player that came in last week and snuck in, and I don't know. He's actually held his spot for this week. Is Smith, Sean Smith's son. Um, yeah, he was unbelievable. He was, you know, one of those players that just tried to, he was a little bit like Russell Robertson, tried to jump for everything early in his, in his first few games, but now he's just come back and doing a finer role down back as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, I hope he holds his spot. So it's going to be interesting. There's a little bit of, uh, obviously bringing superstars back in. You just never know how they're going to click straight away, but, um, yeah, look, it's pretty handy having McDonald back. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah, look, the look good thing it's, is too, it's just a structure thing for you, that one. Yep. When you're going as well as you are, and even like Essen with hitting a bit of form, you bring young blokes in, and because they've been in the system, they're training with the blokes, have been the, they fit in and just play their role. Like talking of, like obviously spoke about Smith as a father-son, but um, a bloke I saw a bit of the game the other week, Brett Barry, who played a couple of, played for St Kilda, Yep. who was, I think, at one stage, one of the littlest blokes in the AFL or the VFL. Yeah, his, his son, son played, play. came in, yep. did a role. Didn't look out of, didn't look overawed by the situation, mm. didn't look out of place. I think he got yep. caught with the ball once, but that wasn't – I don't mind when a bloke does that when he's trying to cut the game on and play the style they want to play. And who doesn't get caught with you the in ball? that position? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, okay, so just on that, do the Demons take it now? Do they take that minor premiership? Oh, I, I think, t- I think tonight. tonight's – because I think oh. you haven't got the best record down there, have you? 
Well, Edge we're still scarred not, by not... what happened years ago down there. Um, <laughs> we won a we won a game or two down there not not too long ago. So I think uh, I think we go down there a lot more confident than we've ever been before, for sure. As, I as think you stru- expect, being one of the I top think your teams. structure with I think your structure without Tom Stewart hurts them. So I think you should yeah. win it. Yep. Yeah, well, exciting times. And then let's go to the Battle of the Spoon, um, Adelaide North. Uh, I, I think a, you almost can't split them. They're going to start. What what list is in a better place, you reckon, Lovey? Oh, it's a really good question, actually. Um, I suspect North. North Jet But just. I, reckon, I reckon we're splitting hairs. Yeah. Um, I know they're not going to finish in the best uh, shape compared to a few other teams above them. But I think both those lists going into next year are probably better than I say, and jeez, oh, I hate to say this, but they're, they've been shit for a decade. Um, Gold Coast. Where's Gold Coast's list going? I mean, this is now how many hidings in the last month? Um, yeah. You know, it, it's Gold Coast have won seven games this five. year. So, 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 what, what, what do you think? To me, North Coast North has to... the best list out of those three clubs. Yeah. So, Moving what do forward. we think the Gold Coast need to do? And as much as I don't want to say changing the rules, but how can we allow or make or let the Gold Coast retain the quality that they've got? Like we spoke about Tom Lynch before. We spoke about two meter Peter at Essendon, and there's many more who have gone. To other clubs, look at the which look at the Richmond Premiership teams. They're full of Gold Coast. Yeah, I won't well, say rejects, but blokes who have been poached for whatever reason. I'm not. I'm not sure. You, I'm not sure it's a player thing. I'm not sure it's anything like that. How do you go from being a four-game win team last year, winning seven games this year? So on paper, that looks like actual progress. But your last month would actually indicate you're probably the worst team in the comp again. I mean, how does that even how does that even compute? And to me, that is a, a cultural issue that they've never, ever been able to solve in that 10 years of the club. And they never will. Is... And the reason they can't is because they don't retain players enough for long enough periods, whereas GWS have been able to do that, whereas Brisbane have been able to do that over the years. My, my question is, is Gold Coast even a destination place for football? Does, does the, the Gold Coast itself actually want football? If you want a well, solution a, to yeah. it, Send Gold Coast down to Tasmania. That's what should happen. Done. Is Re- Revoke the licence and get it down south. Is the issue, as you just touched on there, though, mate, is the issue the location? Now, as 100%. Will back, well, either, back, either back me up or disagree here, but the Gold Coast Titans have been okay from a basketball perspective. Did they try the Gold Coast as well, the, a basketball team as well so, at one yeah, stage? Yeah, they did have a Gold Coast, yeah. So I, 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 I know this off by heart, Glenn. I know this off by yeah. heart, mate. They've tried basketball there. It's failed miserably. They've tried NSL soccer. soccer there. It's failed miserably. Yep. They've tried A-League soccer there. It's failed miserably. They've tried AFL there. It's failed miserably yep. when the Brisbane were at Carrara. They had to shift into Brisbane, right? They've tried it again. You're in the middle of a rugby league heartland. Yeah. Now, GWS have a, a, a shit ton of money pumped into them, and they're still breeding from the success that the the... the, the the initial squad gave to them. They're still hanging off the yeah. back end of that. Gold Coast never had that success. They never had the same um, draft concessions that GWS had. So they were yeah. always going to be set up for failure. 
And that's the AFL's fault. So what you have here is if you've even got the Gold Toast, the Gold Coast Titans struggling to win Gold Coast residents over as a thing that they want to follow and, and all the rest of it, what hope have you got of the Suns actually being successful up there? Is It's just the infrastructure's not up there for it. The AFL, you know, they still live, they, they still live in portables up there as a training base, well, as a facility. Well, but it's that a said, strike, though, and this is... Playing, and mate, I agree. It's it's a it's a black hole for sport in Australia. I think. But mm. that said, they they being the people who make these decisions consider that that corridor, for want of a better word, a growth area. To me, from a sport, I'm not saying that there's a lot of people from other parts of the country go there. Whether it's retirement, whether it's change of lifestyle, whatever. But from a sporting perspective, it's a black black hole. And a lot of comps have, have poured big money in there and it just hasn't worked. Mm. Yeah, look, I think they've always wanted that second team there, obviously in yep. Queensland. I, I don't know if they're just going to keep persisting with it. Yeah, I think they are. Um, and obviously it's going to, to be at Tassie's detriment at the moment. Um, but let's see. Let's see. Uh, obviously they copped a whacking today. Um, which it's a dead rubber anyway, but they kick six goals, 13. You know, that's you know what? not that's where you thing. want to be. I, I actually suspect that is, if it hasn't already, it'll cost a coach a job. Well, just that on that, today. Does, so, he, so, so does, that... He, does he lose his job today? Yes. If, if, Gold, Coast job fair income, if Gold Coast are fair income, they sack half their playing list and, re, and, and just go again, they have to. And they have to get, if it, and, and I feel I feel sorry for Stuart Jew. I felt sorry for Rodney Ead. I felt sorry for Guy McKenna. The investment they put into the property of that place, the investment they put into that team has been an absolute disaster from the AFL. And they have not once assisted a coach up in that team the same way they assisted Leon Cameron, the same way they assisted uh, Lee Matthews Sydney. with Kohler, with uh, yep. Paul Ruse at Sydney with Kohler. Yep. Gold Coast yep. have not received any of those sort of concessions at all. Now, Stewie Jew... I still think can coach, but he's going to have to. I think for his own benefit, he, he should walk away after today. Actually, he should actually resign before they they push him. Go back to a good club, become an assistant, and re, relaunch again in three to five years' time. If you're going to get this team successful, you need to get a proper coach in there who will bring his own team in there, and you say, right, you give us a soft cap of X amount that's fifteen twenty percent above every other team, and we'll make sure it works. So how do you, and and mate, I agree. But how do you reckon that will go? And then we know what it's like. Let's mm. then look at. We, we know how strong, whether you like him or not, how strong their CEO is. How he's and look, he, he flies the bat for them all the time. Oh, that, how will that, that go? That dickhead. He's actually he he's actually more. He is more of a. He's more of a liability for that club than anyone else in that, in in the club. So he doesn't realise it, but yes, you have to put up with him. So you know what? Does it um, reek? Does it reek of a AKL? Well, how much do you want, Clarko? How much do you want? I think so. But okay, so it's exactly. not Clarko. We agree that it might be Clarko. Um, I'm, he's made it pretty clear he's not coaching next year. Yeah, I'm pretty confident he's not going to coach next year. So that rules Clarko out for twelve months. He made it pretty clear he was going to not. He was. Not leaving Hawthorne over five weeks ago. Remember was that, that comment? He said he was. He made it pretty clear he wasn't going to leave Hawthorne either. Yeah, but he yeah, was backstabbed well. by Jeff Kennett, mate. 
Jeff yeah. Kennett's been after him for 10 years. Not the first bloke in Victoria to get backstabbed by Jeff Kennett, but that's another discussion yeah. for another for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, one for another day. Um, any chance, Buckley? Sorry, mate. That was, uh, um, well, Kane Corns reckons Buckley's going to Carlton. Oh, I, don't th- I don't see that happening. I think there's a massive you wouldn't culture clash so. on that one. Yeah, um, they, couldn't, they couldn't take well, another Collingwood coach, could they? The you know what? Given where, I mean, if Buckley is where he is in life, um, a shift to the Gold Coast might be good for him. I think up there with Buckley, obviously a, a Brisbane favourite son back in the day. Um, you've got, you've still got him. Um, for you. He'd bring his own uh, turn. It's not going to be there for you, mate. You know he's South, it's he's South Australian born. But here's my thing. That's he right. would bring his Doesn't own matter. team. So he yeah, would bring his own team of assistants. I guarantee yeah. you Robert Harvey and Sando would go with him. Would go with him. And everyone forgets that Bucks took these guys to a 2018 grand final, 2019 prelim, which they actually should have won. And they still One played kick. finals yeah. last year. Yeah. So for me, um, and the guy's only 47. And, and he, should be, he should, be, he should yeah. be in the game. I, I think he should be in the game next year. And I reckon Gold Coast would be good for him. And he's a strong-willed person. He's, he's, he's like... That that ilk, like you look at those blokes, Heard, Voss, Buckley. Some people call it arrogance, but it's that strong will, their belief in what they know, and they're good at getting their message across. And players, so you, for whatever reason, play for them. So you raise you raise the issue of the CEO before Cuz. Yep. I reckon now. I reckon, given the caliber of coaches they've had over the years, there, his ability to talk over them and just run his own show has been pretty easy for him to do. Right. Now, if he gets a Nathan Buckley in with his big squad of guys that have been there and done that happen. and know how to work it, do you honestly think that CEO is going to treat a, a, a guy like Nathan Buckley the same way? So you solve that look, issue on its own. Buckley will start bringing a proper culture into that club. Look, and, and I think, look, yep. Tony Cocker, and I don't know Tony Cocker, but I suppose I'm not saying that Stewie Jew is a not a strong individual, but I suppose Cocker and as felt every time they go to the table with the other 17 CEOs, whatever, presidents, he feels he's got to push the the Gold Coast yeah, yeah, yeah. barrel, so yeah. to speak. So, so so, I'll give him that thing. But as you said, if they get a Buckley, well, and I think Buckley would be a good fit. But, but to me, and when you get to a certain – it was like Sheedy at Essen for so many years. Was he the right fit to go to GWS? He probably was because he was the greatest AFL salesman at the time. So we're going into Rugby League Heartland. Shit. We didn't go that well when we did tried it back in 1981 with Sydney. How's it going to go this time? Well, let's wheel out the showman. I think getting Clarkson up there, that's why I say he'd be better than Buckley. I think Buckley's a strong-willed man who would get his people, but I don't think he sells the game that well, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but to be honest, Gold Coast yeah. don't need anyone to sell the game up there anymore. You're not going to sell so the game. Not- the only is, way Mark sell the still in, is Mark Evans still involved at the Gold Coast? Or has no, he gone he back to the AFL? He, he would be if, if Clarko went up there because they're best mates. Yeah. So yeah. My, 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 my thing with the Gold Coast, I don't need a showman. They're not, they're not selling the show because they're not winning games of football. They need a coach yeah. up there that knows how to win games of footy. Stuart Jew, yeah. unfortunately, didn't know how to do that as a coach. Guy McKenna, unfortunately, didn't know how to do that as a coach. Rodney E., Interesting, I think there was a bit of a culture issue there, and I don't think Rocket particularly got on well with the committee and the board there. That's fine. Um, 
but Nathan Buckley just would take no prisoners. And he would be, he would set it up the way he wants it and he would tell Tony Cochran that is so. And um, I think Cochran would fall into line with someone that's got as much of a standing in the game as Buckley does compared to most others. And I actually think Buckley, uh, not only as a player and a coach, has done it before compared to Clarko. Clarko, brilliant coach, just a, you know, he played his 50-odd games of AFL football. Buckley's got how many how many played and how many coached. I mean, you can't you can't argue too much with what that bloke could provide. And Clarko was famous for one game that we all watched late night mm. one night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ian Aitken still won't. They reckon Ian Aitken. Yeah, that that got a bit. There was lawsuits and everything about that. Ian Aitken still to this day has side effects from the King yet from yep. Clarko. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and I, and I can't underestimate the the role that academies have played, you know, coming up with like Sydney with their academy in a was arguably an NRL um, heartland as well, and mm. and that's that's the kind of thing that I think um, definitely would would be a massive advantage to the Gold Coast. They've got to start breeding their own kids and dragging them early from rugby, uh, not trying to pull them too late and trying to do the Carmichael Hunt thing. Um, which obviously was a media stun at the time, and and he played minimal games obviously before he left, but or it got pushed out. So, yeah, I think Buckley could be really a really pioneer in, and a leader in that space. But he's got to be a long deal. Like it can't be a. It's got to be big bucks. It's got to be AFL certified in respect of similar to what they did with Ruse, um, and what they've done with everyone else that's coached up that way. You have got to throw the big bucks. And you know now, what? Will Clarko do it? With the, obviously with the money. I don't think it's about the money with Clarko now. I no. think he needs the breather and then but, he'll pick he'll pick one of the next ones. With with but the I think, one. I, I think he'd he'd love a challenge though, Clarko. I think he's that type of person yeah, sure. who would love sure. who would love but he's gonna take the year well, off, mate. He, yeah. he will take the year off before he coaches up there. Um for me, if the AFL were willing to try and get Buddy Franklin to play at the GWS for nine years, and it was funny how that ended up. Um they should be willing to stump up the same sort of contract for Nathan Buckley to stay up there at the Gold Coast for nine years and say, right, this is your baby for eight and nine years. Make it work. Yep. And if it doesn't, then you fold the fucker. It's done. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so look, let's look at the current situation with clubs that are either about to lose their coach as the jungle drums are beating. So we've got – I'll tell you who I think and see if you blokes agree. So Collingwood, I think Pike will get the nod there. Good call. I don't think I think the Gold Coast will hold off. And if Clarko's not doing a year, I'll have any year off. I'll get him next year. Uh, who else we got? Carlton. I think Dog Act, and he handled it very poorly, but I think um, Roscoe <laughs> will get that job there. Yep. <laughs> so it's like when someone goes, I'm not going to be racist, but I hate and then pick off things. The way the more he spoke, I kept I kept wanting to say, no, no, stop, Caro, ask him another question. Talk about the way yeah. he's digging and just, on, just on that with Carlton, do you think Teague's been harshly done by? Oh, pretty terrible. Good winning, pretty terrible. good winning record. I think they've lynched him way too early, haven't they? Yep. You've gone through two COVID seasons. You tried to pull up a, a, a complete hot mess after Brendan Bolton. That's all, that's all he's ever had to be able. That's all he's ever been allowed to deal with. He hasn't been allowed to appoint his own team and assistance. He could have no. pulled blokes from anywhere in the AFL spectrum that knew and 
understood the game. Yeah. Um, this has just been a political shitball for two and a half years. And unfortunately, it's great to see, again, from our perspective on the outside, another club imploding on this stuff. But um, Teague has been horribly hard done by. Um, and I suspect Ross Lyon uh, won't be there for more than two or three years, particularly if um, they're still not playing finals next year. What about one of uh, so what's been happening's favourite sons from earlier in the piece, um, who's down at the Blues at the moment, AFLW Super Coach Daniel Harford. <laughs> Any chance of being in the mix? I think he's pretty content I thought, coaching. I thought, the young might, I thought that might have been a, a segue to bring him on board for a chat. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I, I've got know. To, when we talk about AFLW after Kazo's comments before about females, I think we just need to be really careful. So. Um, no, I, uh, that's that's not what. No. So, I don't think Daniel Harford. Will, um, <laughs> He's got something to all say. All I mate. said was, all I said was that Daisy Pierce has a very pronounced forehead. That's all. I've got pronounced ears. <laughs> and you said that she was fat. No, I didn't. I said she's big enough to look after herself. That's what I said. Okay. A little yeah, bit harsh. Just yeah, said it's very harsh. Hey, um, so I reckon, let's go uh, back. Let's go back and record all the all, all the lovely I think comments Daniel about Harper, gents. You know, big shorts. So I think bigger I think shorts Daniel than Harper. Hey, listen, than any adults, Glenn, adults are talking. So I think um, Daniel <laughs> oh, Harford. <yeah. laughs> I think Daniel Harford was quite happy to stay in AFLW. I think he. He sees all this stuff. Why would you want to go in there? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't throw yourself in the fire, mate. He's a, he's he's seen the bonfire build already, and uh... mate, he's a very astute man. He's not silly, and he's yeah. he's got a very astute runner too. And, uh, yeah, pick and, your time, uh... but but now's not it. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, one thing we want to finish on. I think that's enough footy for us boys. Um, we're going to spark the next debate that we're going to talk about. Not today, <laughs> but we're going to finish <laughs> on this, <laughs> and we're going to talk about this. In the next uh, episode, we've done the pickled onions. We're going to revisit, which we did touch on this, but we're going to make more of a, more of a chat about it. And who knows, it might turn into the next challenge, the great dim sim debate. <laughs> so, looking forward to that one, boys. We're going to finish okay. on that, and we're going to we're going to give you a week to well, next. I wouldn't say a week. We're going to try and do another show, obviously soon during these lockdown periods, and we're trying to probably going to try and do two a week um, if we can make that work. I've got a very, well, two, two locked in, but two very exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, and I'm, I'm just going to leave that little fish, fish, fishing rod out there and let it drop, and and but very different to what we've had before, so that'll be something different as well. So I just want to touch, finish off Before with uh, Polly Man, one of our good friends, George Carroll Wilson, has put this together. We touched on this last night. It's on at eight o'clock tonight. A live stream, it's on Instagram. These great guests and friends of his are raising money for the issue in Afghanistan. Um, so yep. if anyone could throw a few bucks this way, um, while you're not if you're not into footy, which Sarah Burke, I know you'll tune yeah. into the Polyman <laughs> discussion. No, and we look no forward question to donate, it. Sarah. Yeah, exactly. And Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave's in for the dimmy dimmy debate next week. So put your uh Put your thinking caps on about the great Dim Sims. Um, how you? There'll be a few questions. How you like them cooked? Which way you eat them? What's the sauce? How many? And what? 
what how many just, in a sitting just and a what's quick, the size what's the size of yeah. the dim sim so don't just spoil a quick it question does. don't spoil just it just a quick question what's your best dim sim sitting what have you done your best sitting how many of you no, not we'll done? do that we'll do that That's when the time comes cause. there's another question write it down cuz we'll do that when the Come time say, comes Lucas if you were listening, that's what was said. Hang on a minute. I haven't got. I've got right. hair. I can't. Glenn, if you tell me what we're having for dinner, Lucas wants to know what's for dinner, boys. What can I suggest? Hang on a minute. Get on the dim sims, mate. There we go. Get on the dim Get on the dim. Cook them up, mate. Steam or fried. Lovely. We look forward to having Lucas as part of the discussion next week on the greatest dim sim. It probably mate, provides more input. Fried or Fried or um, st- steamed, he goes. He said steamed. Don't, don't spoil hey, it, cuz. You're already ruining it, cuz. Just... See you, cuz. Don't spoil it. See you next week, cuz. We're done. <laughs> See you, lovey. See you, mate.